American Road Trip Talk begins after this message. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days. And I want to bring attention to a life-saving product called Alert Drops. Drowsy driving is one of the most catastrophic problems in America, and Alert Drops will stop it. What is Alert Drops? Alert Drops is a simple spray on the tongue made out of citric acid, sour lemon, and water. A simple spray on the tongue, nothing in your system, and you're naturally awake, naturally alert. Go to alertjobs.com. Very important. Go to alertjobs.com and stay safe. The horizon is wide and the highway is calling. That means it's time for another episode of American Road Trip Talk. I'm your host, Gary Mance, with a welcome and an invitation to travel the byways and back roads of yesteryear, searching for America in every incomparable mile. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen. Glad to have you along for the ride. Glad to be working alongside Nathan Miller, our producer. This is American Road Trip Talk. We'll be back with the interview right after this. In western Nebraska, Sydney used to be known as the toughest town on the tracks. Today, Sydney is home to family-owned restaurants and vibrant downtown full of unique shops. Plan your trip to Sydney and learn more at visitsydneyne.com. Make this picture perfect in Oregon's Mount Hood territory. Get into history's interactive side on the Heritage Trail. Meet baby animals on farm loops and visit vineyards on the New Wine Trail. Plan your trip today at mounthoodterritory.com. Are we there yet? That's not a question you'll be hearing while cruising around Nevada. That's because here in the road trip capital of the USA, that old cliche about it being the journey that matters more is actually legit. In Nevada, you can kick back in a crowdless state or national park. Gaze up at some of the nation's darkest, most star-studded skies. Meander among the world's oldest living trees. Have your breath stolen by the crystal clear waters of Lake Tahoe. All along the way, you will find the kinds of iconic, wide-open highways where road trip dreams are made. For insider tips about Nevada road trips and unexpected Silver State destinations, Order your free Nevada magazine and visitor guide today at TravelNevada.com slash travel dash guides. Wondering what's on next on Alternative Talk 1150? Check out 1150KKNW.com. Welcome back, everyone, to American Road Trip Talk. In today's episode, step into the past and then jump forward to great times ahead in Santee Cooper Country in South Carolina. They offer all the rich history, natural beauty, and exciting outdoor activities anybody could want in the American South. Even Hollywood has discovered the region. Local expert Jane Powell is joining us with lots to share. Now, Jane is the executive director of Santee Cooper Country Regional Tourism for South Carolina. She has lived in the Palmetto State for over 23 years and resides on the shores of Lake Marion, which happens to be South Carolina's largest lake. Jane Powell, welcome to American Road Trip Talk. Wow, what a what an entrance. Thank you, Gary. I'm so glad to be here today. Oh, and glad you right on the spot, too, when you, when you talked about Hollywood. Wow, you're right. Hollywood loves Santa Cooper country. Well, we want to get to that for sure. Let's go back to the way back when, because the roots of the place where you reside and where people recreate that they enjoy so much has deep roots in the American Revolutionary War. There's a story to be told. Wow, you're exactly right. And this area of the country, uh, and what we call the Santee Cooper uh, country areas, which is Lakes Marion and Moultrie, 
and the five counties that surround those those lakes those are the that's the regional tourism area that um that we're responsible for here but yes some of the major battles of the american revolution were, were fought right here um even before our lakes were created here with a very uh very low lying land and we have lots of swamps here lots of rivers cypress trees bald cypress and you had uh american revolutionary war heroes like francis marion the swamp fox uh fought here the battle of utah springs is about 10 minutes in the uh 10 minutes from my office here in santee that was one of the last unfortunately the most the most bloody battles of the american revolution but it was um it was a turning point and so a couple of months after that battle was fought um america you know was born i mean it was it, it, there's just lots of battles in here a lot of rich american revolutionary history the swamp fox in particular he exposed the british army's misunderstanding or failure to understand the value of a good American swamp when it came to warfare. Oh, yeah. Interesting story. I'm glad you brought that up, Gary. Um, Amer the Swamp Fox, just a little bit of story about Francis Marion. He was a local boy. So we had the Southern militia and all of the Southern militia, when they were fighting the British, they fought with rifles. I mean, most of them were farmers. And of course, the, the British fought with musket balls or, you know, the shotguns with the little balls. And the British had no idea how to fight in a swamp. So Francis Marion and his militiamen would go into the swamps because good old Southern boys, they do love their swamps. <laughs> so they would go into the swamps and they would camp there. That's where they would make their camps because it was a safe haven for them. And so when the British were unaware, they would come out of the swamps and then they would attack the British and then they would retreat right back into the swamp. So Francis Marion was actually known as the um, the patriot here that created the term guerrilla warfare. So attack and retreat. And he got the name the Swamp Fox because he was on a 26 hour chase from um, a British monastery Tarleton who was given orders to capture him and, and to kill him. And so after 26 hours of trying to chase Francis Marion in, the, in and out of the swamps, he finally gave up and he said, the devil himself couldn't capture the old swamp fox. And that's how he became known as Francis Marion, the swamp fox. And thus we had the basis, the inspiration for the movie, The Patriot. Exactly right. Uh, it's, and it's very popular. The, the Patriot was filmed loosely based on the life of Francis Marion. And not only that, it was filmed, some most of the uh, movie was filmed uh, right here in Santa Cooper country at one of our, our very popular attractions called Cypress Gardens. And in Cypress Gardens, um, if you were, if you think about the Patriot, the movie where Mel Gibson and Heath Ledger are camping, that is exactly what I was just trying to explain. They would camp inside the, the um, inside the swamp. So yes, the movies were not only that, if I can say, uh, back to what you originally said, Hollywood loves and has discovered our area, beautiful South Carolina, because not only was the Patriot film there, but also portions of the movie, uh, The Notebook. That was also filmed at Cypress Gardens. So that was a, a very interesting um, movie. And I think Indeed, most sir. Americans seen it. Mm -hmm. I was going to say both extremely popular movies. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'll tell you, currently, 
the uh, the very popular show right now uh, called the Outer Banks, and so several of the uh, series, several of the episodes of the series, the Outer Banks have also been um, filmed in Cypress Gardens. Cypress Gardens is is a beautiful area. Uh, like I say, it's one of our more popular attractions when people come to town. Uh, especially people that are not familiar with alligators because at Cypress Gardens, you have Boss and Alley. Boss is the largest in captivity alligator, male alligator in the state of South Carolina. So he's very well protected. He's very well fed. But if you, we do have a lot of guests that visit here that want to go see alligators. And so you can go see Boss and Alley there. They've got a wonderful butterfly house. You can take a, a guided boat trip into the swamp and have uh, their docents tell you about where all these movies were filmed. They show you the locations and they give you that back, that insider knowledge of how Hollywood, you know, creates their magic. So it's really a cool trip. I would encourage if anybody's in this part of South Carolina, they need to make plans to, to go through Cypress Gardens. Great suggestion and great outdoor activities as well. Uh, it's amazing how much you get in of uh, there's the history and there is boating, there is golf, all the hiking. It's just a real panoply of activities. Go ahead and survey them for our listeners because they may be planning a trip as we speak. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, let me say uh, real quick that if, if somebody would like a vacation planning guide, that they can go onto our website, which is the SantiCooperCountry.org and request. I mean, there's several things um, that tells you about all of these areas and, and they can request a vacation planning guide. But we have, especially for your listeners who's the uh, traveling and, and exploring the great um, outdoors, we have a waterfront over 23, the last count, 23 waterfront campgrounds. So we they offer everything from primitive camping to full hookup. You can come stay a day. We've got state parks that are beautiful. The Santee State Park is right on the, the shores of Lake Marion. So we've got um, ample camping. We've got boat rentals. There's, there's boat vacation tours. If you want to go uh, birding, we've got a wonderful wildlife refuge. We have lots and lots of birding. I know that's become very popular. Hiking trails, it's the Santee National Wildlife Refuge is over 13,000 acres of, you know, hiking trails and, and just, just wonderful outside activities. And if you want to go golfing, we are South Carolina's like best kept secret for golfing. I mean, there's just within a 45 minute drive, we have like four, 14 golf courses, I believe. So, yeah. And then, of course, our bread and butter is fishing. If you've, if you are an angler and you know anything or you follow fishing, then you will have heard of the Santee Cooper Lakes. The Santee Cooper Lakes, we are known for world class fishing and boating. Um, I mean, there's 171,000 acres of water sitting out there and it's accessible. You can get on our lakes this afternoon and actually navigate to the Charleston Harbor, which is a fun thing here to do in the summertime. And so you can go all the way to the Atlantic Ocean. You can you know, spend the night in Charleston, which is also interesting because Charleston is just an hour um, from our area. So Charleston day trips are very popular with our guests. Santee Cooper being an hour from Charleston, what a great side trip. And Charleston itself 
historic, gorgeous city. I mean, I think it would be a temptation that couldn't be passed up when you have that close access. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. That's what a lot of our visitors will do because of our um our easily accessibility to interstate system uh, I-95, which runs north and south. And then we also have I-26 between Columbia and Charleston. So you can take your motor home, your camper, and you can just jump off that highway and, and come into our nice little rural community. And then again, like I say, get up in the morning. You could go one day to Charleston, go shopping, and you're back by uh, but you're back by the sundown, and then you can be enjoying a really pretty sunset back away from all the, the, the traffic of Charleston itself. But, but yeah, Charleston is a great little day trip to go go to when you're here. I'd like to hear, and I'm sure our listeners would like to hear, because you are expert on your subject, what is your background and and what made you decide to live where you live? It just sounds like a, such a fantastic place. You'd call it paradise. You know, I grew up in Georgia in the mountains of North, in the mountains of North Georgia. I'm married to my husband of 36 years. Uh, he, wow. he grew up in Conway, South Carolina. So that is very, very close, just inland of Myrtle Beach. And so the way we ended up here in this area of South Carolina, um, is that we wanted to rear our children in an old historic home. So we found a really beautiful federal style home just north, uh, 20 minutes from uh, the lake. And we lived there, you know, for a long time with our children. And then when they grew up and, and left the home to go off to college, then he and I moved to Lake Marion. And so we actually live on the lake. And I love the fact that, again, back to Charleston, when I say that, I'm not kidding. I love being able to go to Columbia, to football games, to see the theater, or to go to Charleston for the day to go shopping or to go eat. But then when I'm coming home, I love the fact I can come home and I don't have the traffic, the noise, all the pollution. I can come home and sit and, and see bald eagles on the beach. I can just see deer in abundance and I, and, and listen to that, the owls hooting in the, hooting in the woods. And just the sound of water. And that's to me, that to me is paradise. I mean, why would I want to live anywhere else? <laughs> yes, <laughs> you could get accustomed to that. Oh, yeah. What are areas nearby? Uh, now, there's Charleston on one side, but how about, and I believe it's Clarendon County? Mm -hmm. Clarendon County. Yeah, uh, Clarendon County is one of our counties, and that is where. The majority of our fishing tournaments, I mean, we've hosted uh, here in Clarendon County at the John C. Land Landing, we've hosted Bassmaster Elite. Uh, today, this weekend's a two-day event for the Carolina Bass Carolina Bass Championship, and there were 130 boats um, out this weekend to try to capture a $50,000 purse. But yeah, so we've got Clarendon County, but we also have Orangeburg County. Orangeburg County uh, boasts a, a lot of very pretty things. They have the Edisto Memorial Gardens. Um, they also have, you can go if you like to kayak, there's um, the Edisto River, which is the longest uh, running black river in the country. And then we also have uh, Sumter County. Sumter County is uh, their, their home, and this is a really, really pretty park, but Sumter County has Swan Lake Iris Gardens. And what's so, you can have walking trails there, but what's so significant about that 
is that's the only place in the world that you can find pairs of all eight swan species in the world. Seriously. <laughs> Talk about birding. Wow. You pick up yeah. some expertise that way. That would be a fantastic site. It is. It is. It's a beautiful site. Uh, and then in the spring when they have, of course, you know, in the South, in the South, we're all about festivals. You know, we're all about festivals in the spring. And then we're all about some festivals in the fall. But in the spring at Swan Lake Iris Gardens, um, when they have irises, the Japanese iris with the swans, it's just, I mean, it's stunning. I just can't even begin to tell you. And there's also sculpture there. And I, there's a, um, at Brook Green Gardens, there's a local sculptor here by the name of Granger McCoy. And he has two or three pieces of sculpture out there that are just absolutely magnificent. But it's, you know, what time this is now, it's fall. So you know what we do in the South this time of year, besides college football, uh, it's barbecue season. So we... <laughs> I'm glad we made time for that one. There you go. There you go. I know. I know. There's just so much to do. You know, that's when we tell people when they come here, you know, you, you don't have to do a thing. You can just sit and read a book and watch the water. You can just go spend a day on the lake. There's so many things you can do here just to get away from all the stresses of the hustle and bustle of big city life, the barbecue. Oh, yeah. We've got a couple of award winning They've been mentioned award-winning um, establishments that are you know locally owned. Uh, they've been written up articles and publications, uh, Southern Living. Uh, but McCabe's Barbecue in Manning, another uh, Sweatman's Barbecue in Holly Hill, it just doesn't get any better. I'm telling you, it's just, it, they're fabulous. You were telling me on the phone as we were arranging this interview about barbecue sauces. There are four kinds there might be some variations but jane you were telling me about four basic elements of barbecue sauce that's right that's right in south carolina in the state of south carolina not only do we have just the, the mustard or the vinegar base but we have you have places you have options and we even have a um the state of south carolina parks recreation and tourism or we could send you out one if you um, go online and request it but we have the barbecue trail in South Carolina. So we have a, a map that you can call in and, and it will tell you where to go. And you can get a choice of a restaurant with a vinegar based um, barbecue sauce, mustard based tomato, um, or it's a sweet tomato, I think maybe it, but yeah. So it just depends. And I mean, there's always big dilemmas. I was talking to somebody just yesterday and he was like, nope, nope, nope. I like a tomato-based barbecue sauce. And I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I couldn't eat tomato-based barbecue. You got to have something with some zing to it. So, you know, yeah, those, those are good fighting words. And the good kind of fight to have, especially when you have those options. That's right. Wow, that that is, it just sounds like such a full experience to have. Connecting to other places in South Carolina, I mean, I know that you can go through South Carolina up into North Carolina in a day. I've always been fascinated by a place which is one of a kind. It's called South of the Border, and I actually went there about a year and a half ago. What an amazing place. It's like it screams tourism, but you have a lot of fun just knowing that fun awaits you there. They want to be quirky. They want to be out of the ordinary. Have you ever been there? I have been to the south of the border uh, to get to the south of the border. It literally is at the border. So it takes if you drive the speed limit up 95, it we're about two hours. 
we're two hours. So if you're coming down 95 and you hit south of the border, then if you come on down 95, then but let me tell you what we have that's kind of cool. Um, whenever you go across Lake Marion, and I don't know if you've noticed this before, but when you come back, you will next time. But when you're going across Lake Marion on 95, we have uh, a huge sign that it's like it's like everybody around here, it's, it's an iconic sign. I mean, it's the best way to describe it. But there's a huge sign of a striper, a striped bass. And it sits on, it sits on its own platform out on the water. And the verbiage says, well, not quite actual size. <laughs> That's you on your website. Hurricane. I saw that. That's right. That's right. The, we had a hurricane over the remnants of a hurricane, a storm blew through here about three years ago and it just tore um the vinyl off of it so we had to have the, the frames redone you would be surprised you'd be surprised social media blew up when we were finally putting that sign up i mean and then everybody is it's just amazing it's almost like you know your memories people would would would, would reach out to us and say you know i remember that sign when you know when i was 13 and my parents were driving from you know new jersey to florida we always knew we were halfway there you know so but yeah so yeah so make sure all of y'all that are listening if you're coming down 95 make sure you look for our big sign <laughs> hard to miss yeah. Tell us a bit now, another history lesson here, uh, Jane, but what was the significance of rural electrification and lake creation during the FDR administration in your area? Well, uh, back when our lakes were created, it was back during the FDR's New Deal. Let's put America back to work. And, and I know there are several uh, reservoirs around the country that kind of have the same purpose, but we had the rivers that were already running through our area. And again, it was, you know, as I said earlier in your broadcast, that uh, our rivers also, you know, go out to Charleston Harbor. So what they did, Santee Cooper Public Service Authority created encampments and so they had these little houses and men with chainsaws I mean, chainsaws with just chains and um and saws um trying to clear the lake so we're trying to clear the um the area to create the lakes so they started creating the santa cooper lakes in 1939 and then world war ii broke out so they had to go ahead and dam them up and um in like the sum in like 1940 41 so um a couple of things came from that one we have a fantastic it makes it beautiful they were not ever able to completely remove all the trees because again with world war ii coming in they had to go ahead and flood the um and, and dam up the lakes so when they did that, then two things happened. One, now we have a lake system sitting out here that um, on one side of it has beautiful cypress trees just growing out of the water. So, you know, you have to be kind of careful when you're out there with a boat, but, you know, it's wonderful for fish. And secondly, the other thing that's kind of cool, I don't know how many of your listeners, you know, like to um, like to fish for stripers or rockfish, I believe some areas of the country call them. But the striped bass fish would would come in before the lakes were created and they had to spawn in fresh water. So they would come as far inland as, you know, 40 and 50 miles 
So whenever Santa Cooper Public Service Authority dammed up those our two lakes, they knew that whatever stripers, well, because they're saltwater fish, typically, and they knew that whatever stripers were in the lake, were they were going to have to die. Well, as it turns out, they learned to live in fresh water. And so we now are known the Santa Cooper Lakes as the home of the landlocked striped bass. And our fingerlings are all in are, are all over the country. I envy you living in that American Southern paradise. And I hope that you get lots and lots of visitors. Based on this interview today, you've given us ample information. Jane, I'm so thrilled to talk to you. I wish you the best of luck. And sounds like you're doing a great job there. Hopefully our paths will cross next time I'm in South Carolina. Please do. Please do. I know. I hope that you're, like I say, I hope that your your fan base, that you guys are listening to us today. Again, give us a call, 803-854-2131. Or again, go on our website, santycoopercountry.org and request information and we'll pop it in the mail to you. We'd love to have you come. And it's important to mention there, uh, that Jane was talking about Santee, S-A-N-T-E-E, Santee Cooper Country, not county, Santee Cooper Country, and then nearby Clarendon County, C-L-A-R-E-N-D-O-N. So much to see, so much to do there. You may come home from that trip exhausted, but very, very pleased with your visit. There you go. Thank you so much, Jane Powell, a delight today. Thank you for having me. And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening to American Road Trip Talk. On behalf of Thomas Arthur Rep and Becky Rep, co-owners of American Road Magazine, we invite you to visit our website, AmericanRoadMagazine.com, to check out the newest issue. Until next week, dream big and drive safely on the American Road. Hi, everybody. This is Anson Williams from Happy Days, and I'm so excited to tell you about American Road. It is the best car travel magazine in the world. They have the most fantastic adventures detailed in each magazine with all your itinerary. We could just jump in the car with your family and have the most fabulous adventures you've ever had in your life. Please get a copy of American Road and start your own adventure.